your favorite cartoon characters will help you understand how drugs and alcohol can ruin your life. So watch the program. Talk about it with your family. Welcome back to Special Presentation, or... Elf will not be seen tonight. Me and Mike, I'm Ethan, by the way. I forgot to say with Mike and Ethan. Uh, <laughs> we, we, we have been lo- watching Snoopy's Musical on Ice, the complete rebroadcast from uh, July 14th, 1980. And because we were so distracted by the commercials, we've gotten about 15 minutes into it. So... Yeah, um, the commercials are, I won't say they're more interesting than this. I mean, they are more interesting, but... Well, they're fascinating is what they are. The, yeah, they're not uh, effective commercials because they are from no. a very different time period. And, and us being sophisticated, modern uh, guys of the go-go aughts, 2023, um, we, we're too smart to be affected by these commercials. We're not going to run out and buy Sports Illustrated or... But the other product, the, the Discover Magazine or whatever. The the electronic talking baseball or whatever. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm just like, I'm just, it's just that doesn't speak to me. Um, no. I, but, but, um, Snoopy. What was the most effective commercial you ever saw? Uh, in my entire life? Yeah. Like uh, it immediately worked on you or like, I have to have that. Oh, I, I can tell you exactly. It was Gator Rally. Gator Rally. Uh, so is that was that like a, a water slide, or am I thinking of something else? It was not a water slide. I know what you're thinking of. Gator Rally was like uh, was a a track, and you had a little car, that, a battery operated car that you put on the track, and it would go around. And they were like a couple like big alligators that would snap mm. at the car when it went by. They didn't work. It, it just did not <laughs> work. Um, but for whatever reason, I I distinctly remember. That being the one thing that I saw in a commercial and just immediately was like, I need to have this. I need to have this. And hmm. um, and I got it and it was a piece of junk. And um, my parents said that, like, I never asked for anything from a commercial after that. Um, wow. I mean, there was I don't think that's entirely true because there's lots of things that I wanted, but like they weren't from commercials. Like I would see not something know, where you. You know, not something where you pull mom over like, mom, look at this commercial. This is what I want. Yeah. Like everything else was like, I saw the Ghostbusters cartoon. So I wanted the Ghostbusters toys, you know, like that sort mm-hmm. of thing. It wasn't, this was the one thing that I only saw in a commercial and it was like, I want that. Um, mm. How about you? Did you ever uh, get snowed by a commercial? I don't, I wasn't snowed. It was just this one time that uh, me, my then girlfriend, Robin and Steph Cherrywell were sitting on the couch watching my old Pee Wee's Playhouse tape from mm. the eighties. And it had, it, it included old commercials just like this. And there was a commercial for Fruity Pebbles. And after that, we were like, stuff was like, man, it's been a long time since I had Fruity Pebbles. And Robin was like, geez, me too. And the next thing we know, we're walking out of the store with Fruity Pebbles, with Pe- with Pee Wee's Playhouse still 
you know, paused at home and <laughs> we kind of look around and are like, wow, that was a really effective commercial. <laughs> I like to imagine that like um, what happened was like Steph was like, mm, like fruity pebbles. And uh, as they were eating it, you were like, watch me trick Steph out of uh, their fruity pebbles. And you put on like a Santa Claus disguise or something and came down the chimney. <laughs> and then the real Santa showed up. Oh, yeah, oh, no, wait, no, no, the real Santa was already there. Oh. <laughs> That's right. The real Santa was already there and it was like, oh, my pebbles, your pebbles. Now that, that commercial is so fascinating to me because of because everything, every line in it parodies some what came before. Like you have the carolers, they're singing a song to the tune of Deck the Halls, but it's not Deck the Halls. And then you have Fred singing his own Fruity Pebbles specific version of this carol. And then Santa comes down the down the chimney and he says, Yabba Dabba Fruity Delicious Do. So he's parodying Fred. And then you have Barney saying, Ho, 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 I'm hungry, parodying Santa. So it's this weird kind of Jacob's Ladder of references. Wow. that that's This commercial... It's it's like Inception. <laughs> My favorite thing was was when somebody, you know, when they asked for their, like they bought the Christmas uh, drink at Starbucks, and when asked what name to put on it, they said uh, uh, the lyrics to the uh, to the Fruity and Cocoa Pebbles Christmas commercial, and <laughs> some enterprising barista wrote everything from seasons greetings in our souls to happy holidays barn oh Fred on the cup. Well, um, that barista went above and beyond. Yeah, yeah. Big tip. Big yeah, tip. Yeah. Wow. Um, that's 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 what I'm going to do now to own the libs. The next time I go to Starbucks, <laughs> I'm going to be like, all right, well, you put, yeah, I'm going to make you put the Seasons, the Spring Pebbles song on there. <laughs> okay. Now, the, next time I'm going to ask for the transcript to the time the, the Honey Nut Cheerios be met uh, Ebenezer Scrooge. Oh, uh, did did he was he able to tempt Ebenezer Scrooge's tummy with a taste of nuts uh, and honey? Yes, he was. Uh, my favorite, of course, the best line is Scrooge dismissing him, saying, "My customary gruel will suffice, thank you." <laughs> <laughs> Man, speaking of commercials, when I was a kid, um, I remember the local drugstore had this series of commercials around Christmas time where Santa and Scrooge would uh, would um, argue about like uh, this drugstore. Like, like Scrooge would always be like, nah, I'm going to buy, I'm going to buy from uh, drugstore X and Santa would be like, oh, Scrooge, don't do that. It's junk. Yeah, but it's cheap junk. <laughs> and, oh man, I, I, that local commercials for you. Um, wow. Was that when you were in Germany? No, that was in Maryland. So this was oh, a okay. dart drug, which I assume is a Maryland chain or possibly yeah. a single store. I don't know. Um, it's been a long time. But, um, yeah, we, that was the commercials that we had. Um, I also remember, uh, yeah. let's see, we, we had... A now-defunct chain of drugstores and discount drugstores in the Washington, D.C. region. I guess... Started in 1955. I guess those commercials didn't do very well. Yeah. Sold to a management group in 1984, bought by Bud Fantel in 1987 and renamed Fantels, entered bankruptcy in 1989 and dissolved in 1990. Holy... Wow. They dissolved very quickly after I saw that commercial. In fact, yeah, it was like <laughs> that was, yeah, it was like literally 1988 when I saw it, and then bam, they're gone. Well, 
never it's, mind. It's true. A swan's most beautiful song is just before it dies. Yeah. Well, I don't know why they were like, oh, Dark Drug, let's rename it Phantals. Really? Phantals? Really? <laughs> I, I could have told you that was going to happen. Come on. You don't even know what you're getting. Um, but speaking of old commercials, I was just watching a classic of uh, commercials the other day. Um, do you remember the Budweiser Frogs? Yes. People... In when I was in high school, the Budweiser frogs were like the next biggest thing to the the fucking Taco Bell Chihuahua. My God, remember a time when like commercial that was we didn't have memes, we had commercials. You know. Yeah. Um, and yeah, I remember those, those Taco Bell. Sorry, not the Taco Bell. Uh, the Budweiser frogs were huge, and then they made it into like this entire weird like epic where they brought in these lizards who were then like trying to kill the frogs, and there was like a a ferret in it too and you know it was it was this whole thing and um I, I, it feels like there this was getting a little too close to uh joe camel honestly yeah i watching it now i'm like okay these commercials had to have been aired during the super bowl because there there's way too much effort being put into having a continuing storyline and mm. you know and it's like it, and that requires you to have seen the commercials in order which is like <laughs> how okay um also, uh, it was interesting because there was the Budweiser frogs. And then mm-hmm. you probably also remember when Budweiser had that whole what's up campaign. Yeah, I never understood that. No, uh, I don't know. I, I mean, I, I got it in the sense that I understood what was happening, but I didn't get why it became a thing. Why, why it actually like caught on as like it did. But I think all you have to do is repeat something over and over and people will get it. People think, get really into, you know, you know, you know if, if we had a commercial for our show, you know, it would just me being, you know, just being me being like, uh, you know, gronk and you saying flig, gronk, flig, gronk, flig, gronk, flig. Listen to special presentation. Gronk, flig, gronk, flig. Listen, listen to special presentation. Gronk, flig. See, it works. Yeah, you know what? I, <laughs> now I, you'll I, never forget Gronk Flig. I, 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 sur- I think I would check out this podcast. <laughs> hey, and heard? now we've accidentally recorded a commercial. Yeah, well, we good. We can we can splice it out and reuse it and then just put yeah. that on the, uh, put it in a place where you find commercials, which is a, a, pla- yes. a thing that exists nowadays. I guess, uh, you, you mean life? Yes. Um, yeah, pretty much. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Do you remember? Sorry, speaking of commercials, because there's there's uh, the Budweiser frogs, and then they had the What's Up. Do you remember Dilly Dilly? No, you brought it up earlier on Twitter, I think, and I was like, "What the fuck is Dilly Dilly?" Yeah, yeah, I don't remember this at all. I mean, it happened in like 2014, I think. And oh, I, I wasn't watching TV then. Yeah, neither was I. I feel like nobody was watching TV at that point, maybe old people. And Budweiser was like, we really want to recreate the what's up thing. So they did this dilly dilly thing. And although Advertising Age magazine insisted it was a phenomenon, I find myself very skeptical of that. Um, I don't think anyone was going around repeating dilly dilly. I think people are going to be repeating Gronk Flig, though. Gronk flig. Yeah. Gronk flig. Dilly dilly. I mean, we're already repeating it right now. <laughs> you know, lavender's blue. Dilly dilly. Rosemary's green. When you're king. Dilly dilly. I shall be queen. 
Gronk Flig. <laughs> Burma shave. <laughs> anyway, um, as we were, we were speaking about Snoopy on Ice. I wonder how many people have skipped forward to the place where we actually start talking about Snoopy on Ice. Do you think there are people who are like, they came to this podcast being like, God, I don't want to hear these two, like, these two nerds rambling. I came here for information about Snoopy on Ice. I specifically want to know about Snoopy on Ice. None of this well, filler. Okay, well, Snoopy on Ice. Next we have Mr. Bojangles. Yeah, um, is this racist? I've never understood. This is actually the first time I've ever heard the song, Mr. Bojangles. I've heard the name. I've heard the name, and I know that it's the name of a chain of restaurants in the South. And I, mo- I, I guess he dances. I guess. So Mr. So Mr. Bojangles is like Handsome Pete. <laughs> oh, he's gonna be da- he's gonna be skating for hours. Um, <laughs> I, I mostly remember that one time I had a coworker who was from Georgia and she was tell she told me that she went to a Mr. Bojangles when she was back home and I was just like, That sounds racist. Is this racist? Is this a racist <laughs> thing? Are you being racist? I mean, because you are from Georgia, so I assume you're racist. Cause, you know Unless you're from Atlanta, then it's like fifty fifty. Yeah. I'm just gonna say it. If you're from the South, you're probably racist, you know. There's or some... you're probably black, but that doesn't you know rule it out either. Yeah, I mean, I'm being very mean here because there are lots of very nice people who live in the South. Our good friend of the friend of the pod, uh, Fatty Atomic Mutant, for example. Yeah. Um, so they're they're not all bad down there, but Southerners. Yes. So they're... as as Brett Butler said, when beautiful places happen to terrible people. Yeah. There you go. Um, but anyway, Mr. Bojangles, um, we get like, what, like literally like half, like 20 seconds of this. And then suddenly we're on to a new thing. Yeah. Mr. Bojangles, this, this is where I sort of started to feel like what they really wanted to do was the Muppet show on ice. Cause this all feels like, you know, stuff from the great American songbook that the Muppets would do. Mm. You know what I think it is, is, or maybe this is it. Like Charles Schultz has this thing for ice skating. Right. Yep. <laughs> now, if you see previous episode, right now, if you made if, if Charles Schultz came in like the 60s or even the early 70s, the days of the, you know, the monoculture and the fa- extravaganza. Right. You could yeah. put like an ice show on TV and just have an actual ice show. But I feel like by 1980, they were like, you know what? The kids, their short attention spans they are not going to sit here and watch an ice show. Let's just show like clips from ice shows. So that way you don't get bored watching an actual ice show number because it's going to be like five seconds. And then we're on to a new thing. It's short attention span theater for ice skating. Short attention span theater. Uh, I don't think these are like clips from ice shows that were, you know, being performed though. I think this is, these were all specifically made for this because you never see any, any audience. Do you think that there that there was an app? But I mean, there again, they're just showing really sh- short clips of things. So do you think that these are part of a larger Snoopy ice show that was performed? No, I don't think so. I think yeah. if there was a larger Snoopy ice show being performed, then you'd have costumes of Peter Pan, Peter Pan, <laughs> Charlie Brown. <laughs> yeah. I was like Peter Pan. <laughs> <laughs> well, there's probably a Peter Pan ice show. 
Oh, yeah. Well, oh, oh, I was probably thinking of the commercials for Peter Pan peanut butter, where the main character was a big giant jar of peanut butter on sexy legs. Oh, yeah. And he's always fighting Captain Hook, isn't he? Yeah. <laughs> well, you know, uh, tights. Um, yep. <laughs> so then we get like Snoopy's playing piano with um, two people. I don't know. I forget who these are. I'm sure yeah. They're... Speaking of the Lepa show, here's Snoopy doing his impression of Ralph. Yeah. And. Actually, that last thing with Mr. Bojangles reminded me of the time that uh, Charles Schultz kind of got in, got a little bit in trouble because there was a strip where Peppermint Patty was trying to practice her figure skating and Franklin was using the rink because he was practicing hockey. Mm -hmm. And and he, and she was like, hey, I got to practice. Hey, I got to practice for the figure skating championship. Yeah, well, how am I going to get into the H NHL if I don't? Uh, you know, if I don't practice. And she says, how many black players in the NHL, Franklin? And Whoa. some people were like, was he being racist? Was he being racist? And somebody wrote to him like 15 years later and was like, was this you being racist? And Schultz said, at the time when this cartoon was made, 15 years ago, there was one black player in the NHL. Wow. So he was actually making very sharp pointed commentary. Yeah. And so I looked it up today. Now there are 23 black players in the NHL, that's, which seems like a small number, but that's actually 10%. I mean, that's that's better than one. Um, yeah. I actually thought when the for a second you were going to say that, like, like Franklin is practicing hockey and Peppermint Patty basically comes and pulls a Karen and she's like, <laughs> she's, she's calling the cops and uh, doing white tears to get them to come and to cart them away. <laughs> Oh, you know, I mean, I can see Patty being insensitive, but she would never pull that kind of shit. Patty, Patty does not have other people fight her battles for her. That is much more of, I think, a Lucy thing, honestly. Yes. Actually, that's more of a, a the other Patty thing. The Pat, Patty and Violet. They were the original Karens. Oh, yeah, that's right. They, they do a lot of that sort of thing. So, mm -hmm. um, okay. <clears throat> anyway, um, so we get some, um... I guess there's another bit where they're just like skaters doing skating. Yep. And we have, you know, singing at the piano sing and singing just an old fashioned love song. This is the, this joke because it's by three dog night. Oh yeah. It's Doobie's a dog. Yeah. And oh yes. And this, this skating pair is Chris and Lisa. Later we are going to see Dan and Lisa. Is it the same? And then, and then pretty soon, Bart and Lisa. <laughs> it's the same Lisa every time. <laughs> Actually, it was Lisa Carey the first time and Lisa Ilsley the second time. But they didn't credit them by their full names. They just said Chris and Lisa. Dan oh, well, and Lisa. Look, everyone knows. Everyone watching this obviously knows these incredibly famous and well-known ice skaters. Yeah, like Lisa. No, yeah. the other Lisa. And Dan. <clears throat> and Dan. Um, yeah, so we get some more skating happening it's more skating and carrying the girl around on your back that's nice it kind of feels like you know that should have been in the hymns so you could have gladly the cross-eyed bear mm. <laughs> yeah um but instead more skating more skating more of you know snoopy you know ramming his paws against the uh, keyboard and pretending to play uh, piano and then we have the disco skating se section well, because 
Well, it was 1978, and thankfully by 1980, disco still hadn't uh, been uh, kicked to the curb, so they could still show this one again. Yeah. But I guess this is kind of the uh, precursor to Flash Beagle. Yeah. Well, <clears throat> it was of its time. Now, if you had only ever seen ice skaters in ice shows, you would think that the way you propelled yourself in ice skating was by spinning on one leg and then and then alternating to the other one to spin on the other. Now, I you don't see a lot of speed skating going on in this. Except when they go backwards. Oh. I, I don't think I've ever actually watched ice skating now that I think about it. <laughs> this was probably my first time. Have you ever ice skated? I haven't. Um, I, not very well. I've done oh. it, but it's one of those things where it's like, you know, I'm, I'm like, I get on the ice and in about five minutes, I'm like, yeah, that's enough. <laughs> um, I roller skated. That was really big when I was a kid. Yeah. We were, uh, <clears throat> I remember because we would go down to, you know, we'd go down to the Great Skate and they have a big rink where you just r skate around in circles and um, they play the Ghostbusters song and all the kids go absolutely ape. Like it's because in 1988, you're like, OK, most, you know, most they play. It's obviously just like a, a, a tape, you know, that they're yeah. playing and they're playing. They play like My Sweet Lord. And what is that song? Got my mind set on you. Got that, <laughs> George the, Harrison. Yeah. You're like, is that the same song? Is that My Sweet Lord, actually? Uh, no. Oh, OK. But they're well, both by George Harrison. Oh, OK, so they play that and they play like, you know, the bangles and they played, you know, they had a bunch of songs they play. And then at one point in the night, they would play the Ghostbusters theme song. And every kid in the, in the roller rink would just like absolutely lose their minds. Like, oh, my God, it's a Ghostbusters song. Ghostbusters, Ghostbusters, Ghostbusters. Because we really like Ghostbusters. It was like big at the time. <laughs> anyway, also, if you went to the roller skating rink, they had the they had the uh, they also a thing you could do there, they had um, video games. Like, yep. you know, the big arcade kind of video games. Mm-hmm. And... That was the first place I ever played Donkey Kong. Oh, man. this It's just... It's a cool thing. They used to have these arcades, yeah. you know? Um, and you could get... There's a place where you could get nachos. I remember that very distinctly. It's like a bowling alley, I guess. The same yeah. things, really. Um, and then I remember that... Um, uh, you could They'd organize games. There'd yeah. Be red light, green light, and shoot the duck, which was basically uh, trying to see how long you could sk skate on one foot without falling. And every time somebody fell, the uh, DJ would uh, play a gunshot sound. <laughs> it was a different time. Yeah. <laughs> they could get away with that back then. Um, yeah. We just actually opened an arcade in this town. Well, I shouldn't say we. Nice. I didn't have nothing to do with it. Um, <laughs> I was going to say, why didn't you invite me? Shoot. It's, uh, you know how it is. It's one of those th those barcades that are very popular mm, yeah. right now. Um, yeah. But uh, we went there just last night, and uh, my wife was unimpressed. But I actually thought they had a pretty good selection, considering, you know, they just opened. Um, mm. They obviously will need to get more games, but you know, he went in. It's like, hey, they got Donkey Kong, they got like Frogger and Galaga, you know, the classics. Mm. They got some pinball games. Uh, they pinball. got yeah, they got the Simpsons game. They got the Ninja Turtles oh. game. So you know, they they got good ones. Um, yeah, but anyway, but they have Smash TV. 
they do not have Smash TV. Ah, oh well. Maybe that's maybe, a good one for you know anyone who's you know that's a that's a good uh, I can rescue you in this game. So uh, play this with me, girlfriend, kind of game. Yeah, yeah. It's like oh, good luck, y'all need it. <laughs> Eyeballs flashing back and forth between pixelated boobs. <laughs> Oh man, that's so you don't even need to buy the swimsuit issue. <laughs> okay, after the uh you know, after the well after the the couple skating, now we have single skating and I'm like, wow, this is really boring. Yeah. Oh wait. No, but this is the one where it says Snoopy has always been a great lover of beauty. I was like, it is he? <laughs> this is and it's it's interesting that this this woman Karen Kresge, oh who he said who he introduced as the beautiful Karen Kresge, and like wow, uh, Cheryl Schultz was really into Karen Kresge. Hmm. Well, she's no I guess no, uh, Peggy. What was her name? Fleming. Yeah, Fleming. she's no Peggy Fleming. Uh, I'm sure Karen Kresge's fine. Oh, I mean, yeah, a, I mean, she's a good skater, you know? Yeah, I mean, everyone here is a good skater. They didn't include anyone who was a bad skater. I mean, that's true. Uh, I mean, a Amy Schultz holds her own when she's on stage and she gets a single uh, thing. So, yeah. Oh, wow. It's uh, Charles Schultz putting his daughter in it again. Wow. What a shock. Yeah. <laughs> who see, could have seen that coming? Yeah, didn't see. Yeah. Well, uh, whatever. I mean, I guess it's good that she's got skating since she's a Mormon. She can't do anything else for fun. Mm -mm. Then we have this Pepsi commercial, this Pepsi commercial with a with a small town parade. It's like this doesn't really suggest Pepsi to me, honestly. No, I feel like this commercial is, um, you know, like I, I was saying how most of these commercials are just um, like a nerd telling you about the product. This and, is a much more modern commercial, yes. yeah. Like I feel like it's it's getting into as uh, the, what we're going to see a lot more in the later '80s and especially in the '90s, where it's like they're not selling you a product; they're selling you an experience. They're yeah. they're selling you a vibe, and this is obviously like, hey, do you remember having a small town parade? Do you remember this little thing called community? We used to have that in America. Well, we don't have it anymore, but you can have Pepsi. And yeah. back when you drank Pepsi from glass bottles instead of, you know, chugging it by the gallon at the, at your uh, restaurant where you get free refills. That's how I do it. You know, hell yeah, man. You know, my favorite thing I like what I like. I, I like when the restaurant has one of those machines, you know, those computerized machines. I love those. You know those. I love the magic Coke robot. Yeah. Where it's like, do you do you like do you do? There's like now 800 flavors of Coke. You can put any fruit in it. <laughs> any and you can still mix them. <laughs> yeah, it's amazing. Um, too bad those. It's too bad those things never. Too bad they just break though. You know. Yeah. It's like it's too bad. It's like they install it and then like a day later it's broken. Well, fix it. God damn it. Fix it. Fix it. Fix it. Fix it. Fix it. Fix it. Yeah. So they're trying to uh, McDonald. They're like the McDonald's snow machine. Uh, what do you call them? Uh, soft yeah. serve machines. Um, yeah. They're just not built to take a beating. But that's how we drink no. a soda in America these days. Anyway, that's what, right. what's his other commercial? It's like a car? 600. Yeah. Yeah, it's a, it's for Fiat. 
And I I thought Fiat's were new. I didn't realize they'd been around since the 80s because I only just started seeing them in my town. Maybe they just got affordable. No, oh, uh, well, they were very European, so, you know. I guess so. Um, it's just so weird. were they were they popular around the same time as the Yugo got popular? Um, <clears throat> maybe. <laughs> um, I'm just fascinated by the the way the woman in this commercial is dressed. Yeah, her her little tie. It's so cute. Yeah, and she's like she's it's like she looks like the colonel. <laughs> I was gonna say she looks like she's you know dragging her dad along to buy her her first car to celebrate uh, you know graduating sophomore year at the catholic school <laughs> it is funny how these two people are probably the same age but like it really does that dude just looks like he's pro- he's mm. probably 23 years old and he just looks 50 yeah he's probably younger than us yeah like you said years of lead you know <laughs> it's very subtle because he's not like a bad looking guy. He's not like the crypt keeper or anything, but there is something no. very, very subtle at the face where you look at him and you're like, that is an old man. And he's got that. And the, the hairstyle doesn't help. It's because no. it's, you know, it's that kind of, Oh shoot. What's his name? Uh, Car- he's got the kind of Carl Sagan haircut. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. He really does. I guess, I mean, 1980 was just a, a, a dire time for hairstyles and fashion in many ways. Yeah. Um, Thank God the Mohawk came along. Yeah. I mean, that's the thing is like, we remember the really cool things from these time periods because they kind of mm-hmm. linger in our imagination. But when you actually go back and look at the time, it's like everything sucked. It's like how when we yeah. talk about the eighties and it's like, we talk about neon and day glow stuff, which did exist. But if you actually look at most eighties stuff at most things were very beige, you know? Yeah, because so much of the '80s was left over from the '70s. Yeah, you know, we don't we don't bulldoze all the infrastructure when uh, the, when a new decade starts. Maybe. You know, more's the pity. That yeah. would create jobs. Yeah, we should start doing that. You know how we have fast fashion? We should have fast architecture. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> that that's definitely a thing we should be doing as we plummet into environmental crisis. We should definitely just make make buildings to last what like a year. Uh, well, I was thinking we should just repurpose existing buildings that people own but aren't living in. Oh, actually, that's we a good idea. Yeah, we should. I w- we should uh, pass a law that says uh, whatever building you're living in, you own it now. I like that. That's actually a very good idea. We should do that. Yes, the squatters' rights amendment. You know what? Get on that fucking Joe. Joe Biden. Yeah. Get off your fucking old man ass and do something for once. Do this yeah. thing that we're telling you to do. I can't believe we're giving away this idea for free. Man. <laughs> man, that's actually that's a great idea. Any place you own, any place you live, you not own that building. Free and clear. No fucking payments. Yes. That's what we need. That's what that's, And if you're not living there, you don't own it anymore. That's right. Um and uh, also, if there's a building that no one is in, we should take a homeless person and put them in it. And now they own yes. it. So anyway, there's an idea for you. Someone implement so if you that. Got a, so if you've got a homeless person squatting in your uh, in your uh, second home when you're not there, they own it now. Yep. Snooze, Sorry. you lose, Buster. Yeah. Sorry, that's the law. We don't make the law. We just we just make it. We just made it right there. <laughs> <laughs> that's the law now. So yeah. Sorry, not sorry. Um, anyway, uh, uh, but then, anyway, that's pantertainment. That's pantertainment. That's, that is what I would call some unconventional entertainment. 
<laughs> now, it turns out it's just like a the making of the Pink Panther uh, special. I looked it up. Oh. Which is disappointing. I was really hoping it would be like, you know, an actual thing like That's Entertainment, where you have people tap dancing and, you know, doing burlesque on stage. And then someone releases a panther. I feel like I don't really need to know a lot about what happened behind the scenes on the Pink Panther movies. Yeah. Especially because nobody actually cares about the Pink Panther movies. They don't, you know... Do you know that they're actually making a Pink Panther movie where Inspector Clouseau will meet the Pink Panther, the cartoon character? Are they for real doing that? Yeah, this is a new thing that's happening. Well, I mean, I got a hand to them. That's probably the uh, the best way to draw up interest in the Pink Panther. Um, yeah. I mean, I remember as a kid always being like, wait a minute, it's not about the fucking Pink Panther? It's not even... In fact, the Pink Panther is only in the first Pink Panther movie. I mean, the gem called the Pink Panther. Yeah. Um, yeah, the gem that is apparently, you hold it up to the light just right and you see the silhouette of a leaping panther. But, you know, try telling the the animators that because they created a cartoon character that lasted for 60 years! Yeah, um, you know, that, that um, everybody loves the Pink Panther. I remember that same girlfriend from the uh, Fruity Pebbles thing complaining that uh, for like the the first 10 years of her life she always had to go as the Pink Panther for Halloween because that was like the one costume they had. Oh so. man <laughs> that's, does she go as the actual Pink Panther cartoon or as the gemstone? I don't think she dressed up as the gemstone no <laughs> that'd be pretty funny ten years like, I thought the... you wanted me to come as the Pink Panther. I was gonna say ten years of the Pink Panther. Oh, that sucks. That's 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 a terrible costume. Yeah, and you know I never saw the costume, so I don't know if it was like you know a really good costume or if it was you know you know the picture of the Pink Panther and then a mask. Oh, you mean like one of those plastic smocks that they used to have. Yes. Yeah, that's uh -huh. probably what it was. I doubt. What if what if you saw it, it turned out it was actually like an anatomically anatomically correct fursuit. <laughs> Whoa, geez. Do they make those? Of the um, Pink Panther? I well, I mean, it. all fursuits... No fursuits are really mass-manufactured, are they? No. Not even mas real mascot suits. They're all made to order. Yep, yep. Um, well, I think you would you would know if it was anatomically correct, because the, the person wearing the costume would also be wearing jorts over the costume. And then it's like, <laughs> ah, well, I know what that means. That's the giveaway. I've been to enough furry conventions, so, you know... Um, but so also I, I, I don't know why I brought this up because if she was wearing this for the first 10 years of her life, she probably was not wearing an anatomically correct sex outfit. <laughs> I would hope not. Uh, yeah. And besides, we've seen the Pink Panther naked. We know he has no genitals. Oh, that's so, right. So it. Uh, any Pink Panther outfit where he isn't wearing clothes is anatomically correct, as long as you leave off the genitals. That is that is true. I uh, I didn't even think of that. All right. <clears throat> anyway, we're speaking of I think uh, the Panthertainment. Yeah, it's a uh, it's a behind the scenes look at the making of the Revenge of the Pink Panther, and all we get for it. And this is yeah, this is another thing that's advertised as part of unconventional entertainment on 32 WFLD Chicago. I mean, I guess it's pretty unconventional if you think about it. Um, oh, uh, I get it. WFLD is in Wrigley Field. Oh. That's well, clever, actually. Hmm. Well, 
when we get back to it, back to our special, Charles Schultz and some woman are walking on the beach. And... Yeah, that's his daughter. Oh, that's his daughter. So that's Amy. Yeah, that's that's Amy. So yeah, you have Charles Schultz and Amy walking on the beach, and I don't know about you, but my first thought was, Dad, do you ever feel you know not so fresh? That is exactly what I thought of when I <laughs> saw this scene. To be honest. <laughs> Um, I did think it was funny because Charles Schultz was saying like, you know, since, uh, since the kids are all grown and uh, in a way and I've, I've, you know, I don't have time to walk on the beach. It's like, should you have more time to walk on the beach? Actually, what do you spend your time on? You're a cartoonist. Yeah, it's, it's, I guess it just never occurred to him to, you know, stop, you know, to get away from the uh, drawing desk once in a while, because, you know, that was what put the kids through college and now it's the only thing he knows. Well, I mean, fair. He probably, he he probably, that's how he has fun. It's probably drawn Snoopy, you know? Yeah. You may have, you may have heard the story actually about how, uh, Burke Brethed was talking, giving a talk at some thing, some cartoonist thing. And he talked about how, how much he loved peanuts as a kid and how sad it was to see Charles Schultz's decline in the nineties. And, and how and just saying, you know, you, you got to know when to retire. And he didn't know that Charles Schultz's widow was in the audience. Oh, no. Yeah, that's that's very that's so he was horribly embarrassed. But she was, you know, understandingly saying and she came to him later and he apologized. And she said, that's the thing, Burke, you know, he couldn't stop. That was what was keeping him alive. Jeez. Well, uh, awkward. Yeah. Well, you know, no. um, what's ironic... Burke Brethren is not known for being the nicest guy. Well, you know what's... Not uh, that he's an asshole, well, but... You know what's ironic about it? It's like, oh, Burke Brethren, so you're saying people should know when to retire. Burke Brethren, huh? <laughs> Burke Brethren. So, so tell me a little bit about Opus coming back. Tell me about Outland. Tell me about these... Tell me about... What is it? That weird home for weird dogs? Oh yeah, oh yeah. That's that's not even a comic strip. That's like a, a novel he wrote. I just feel like Burke Brethid's entire career probably sh- he should have retired in 1989 because I think I've said <laughs> it before. Is like the man embodies the 1980s and ever everything after that was just like man, what are you still doing around here? I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm sorry, especially in the 90s when he's like. Man, I got some words about political correctness. Burke, Burke, Burke. Let it go. Gronk. Yeah, Flig. (laughs) Gronk breath it. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. Well, you know, we won't have that problem because we're going to keep on rocking forever. 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 Gronk. Flig. (laughs) Anyway, so uh, we get some more ice skating. And uh, then there's this, this this weird sequence about the dog. You know, they do that. How much is that dog in the window? Oh, yeah. This is the weirdest part because you have multiple giant life-size Snoopy plushes. And it becomes clear that the Snoopy... The Snoopy costume that is being worn by the skater in these sketches is actually a modified giant Snoopy plush. <laughs> like, the head directly comes from these, it seems. Yeah, it's it's a little weird. Also, we get to see this awful uh, Woodstock outfit again. Oh, God, the awful Woodstock. And, and you know, we also get to see a bunch of 
wind up Snoopy's and Woodstock's. Yeah, I'm not it's really like, sure you know, what's going on with that. Suddenly, it's suddenly it's where the toys come from. Yeah, maybe they just thought, is a like, Japanese guy going to show up and reveal that he's God. I think they were just like Charles. The kids really are going to be really fascinated by wind up toys. This is like <laughs> this is like the latest thing. They're gonna, it's gonna be. They're gonna go nuts for this. Um, then there's more ice skating. There's yeah. a lot of ice skating in a circle while holding hands. I don't think that's as interesting to film as it is to do. No, this is the Star Wars one though. So you said this is the one where Luke and Leia. Although the Luke guy has a beard, so he just looks like one of the villains from the Superman movie. You know, the from the Phantom yeah. Mm-hmm. Now. My favorite thing about this, this is actually my favorite uh, skating routine because there are a lot of places where he just picks this girl up and flings her around like, so long, me Bowser! <laughs> I mean, you know, it's very, it's very, you know, it's uh, Star Wars-esque. Yeah, I, I, I like the thought that maybe she's being his weapon. He's like, I'm going to whip out my light girl. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, he's, he's flinging her around like he's uh, reflecting laser beams with his lightsaber. Do you think anyone involved in this had seen Star Wars? Um, I mean, it had just come out the last year, so I imagine it was fresh in everyone's mind. This was before we even knew anything about... This is before Empire. Oh, so. wow, wow. So this was... Uh, yeah, <clears throat> so... Um... This was the new hotness at the time. Yes. This is when people were shipping Luke and Leia. Some of them still do. Yep. Uh, well, it is the internet. All right. So then we got uh, commercials again. This More is... commercials. All right. With the, with the kids staring at the gyroscope, and it feels like it's going to turn into that uh, the Sesame Street uh, short film about how crayons are made. <laughs> oh, yeah. I was actually thinking. With that kick-ass music. I I I, uh, I kind of was waiting for the encyclopedia commercial to come up at some point in this. <laughs> Remember me? <laughs> but no, actually, uh, we only get the uh, the commercial for Discover magazine, and then we're back. There's only one commercial in this, isn't it? The commercial. Yeah. yeah. Oh, this guy has that Carl Sagan hair too. <laughs> it must have been really big at the time. Yeah, everyone wanted to look like Carl Sagan. Everyone was like, what if I, like, I would just like to, like, have, like, half of my my forehead go up all the way to my crown, but, like, only on one side, you know, like Gumby. Yeah, lots, lots of people were wearing that hairstyle. Billions and billions <laughs> and billions. It's not a flattering look. I'm glad we got away no. from it. Um, yeah. I'm, I'm, I don't, I, it's just a, what an odd way to wear your hair, but <laughs> I guess it was the style. Uh, maybe it's a toupee. I don't know. Oh, you know, you, you might be right because this was the time when we did see, um, uh, d dudes on TV. We saw a lot more toupees and we saw a lot more dudes with thinning hairlines. It's not like yes. today where if you want, if you're on TV, the second you, your hair starts to thin, you just shave it all off. And that's what they yeah. do on TV, you know. Um, you know when he uh, when he uh, auditioned for uh, Star Trek, uh, Patrick Stewart brought his toupee, which is which was named Charlie, and <laughs> and he did it. He did his first round with Charlie, and then they were like, "Do it again without the hairpiece. We want to see." And I think that was when 
when Gene Roddenberry made up his mind that, uh, you know, in the future we haven't cured baldness, we've cured caring. I mean, I think it was, I think it's a, the right choice because I can you imagine uh, Captain Picard with hair? Yeah, it's it's really, yeah, it's very difficult to imagine. And, you know, there there was a whole movie about everyone getting younger and they were excited about the idea of let's give Captain Picard hair. And uh, and he was like, uh, but the last time I had a full head of hair, it was 20. You're not going to make me that young, are you? Yeah. <laughs> So they ha- so they did have a bit with him noticing that his hairline was proceeding a little bit, but that was it. <laughs> <clears throat> Excuse me. Um, so this next part, when we get back to the show, this is actually the most peanutsy part of the show. Yeah, it's it's kind of it seems kind of out of character at this point. It's like, oh yeah, there's peanuts here. I forgot. And this really does feel like it was cut out of a larger show, but I don't I don't know what show that would be um because this is where we actually get like some of the peanuts characters we've got uh we've got a femme charlie brown um yes and uh not charlotte brown but someone someone else yeah and she is kind of smoking to be honest yeah honestly yeah i want you know more girls should uh, dress up as peanuts characters yeah i was i was kind of like oh this is interesting i'd watch a whole ice show of this you know, yeah. Um, and actually, I, I, uh, I really, I don't know. Maybe I'm just projecting here because I thought that, I thought she did a really good performance. I thought that a lot of character came through, considering that she's just yeah. kind of pantomiming Charlie Brown. Um, yeah, but this is this isn't just ice skating. This is mime, and mime is a skill unto itself. I think that's why this is the most interesting segment of the show because it's not just. Yeah, not just skating. We're actually getting some little character development. Um, I like yeah. when she looks up at the kite eating tree because there is the kite eating trees on stage, and yeah, that is an interesting thing because it's a, like a tree, and they just put a big smile on it, and she yeah. kind of looks. It's at, a leafless tree, so it's like a skeletal kite eating tree. Yeah, and our uh, our lady Charlie Brown kind of like looks at it and looks at the audience, and she kind of does this very like you know like mm, got a lot of that smirk. And, um, you know, she's a little like I wouldn't say I feel like her performance doesn't capture Charlie Brown, the character, you know, uh, as we know him in the comic and the cartoons, because she's a little too sassy. But I prefer this performance way more because I was like, oh, I, this Charlie Brown is a little more uh, sympathetic, not just a big whiner. Yeah. I feel, yeah, I feel like she's not so much portraying Charlie Brown, the character, as portraying the Charlie Brown in all of us. Mm, yes, yes. I think that they should have just, you know what, they should have stopped making peanut specials and just done done them as mime with this girl. <laughs> I really I, like the dog food back because it just says, dog food! Oh, yeah, what is she, she's putting, uh, what is it like, she pours like Kleenex in a bowl and then puts egg on it? I think. Yeah, she cracks a couple of raw eggs for to make his coat shiny. And, oh, is that uh, what that's for? Okay. Supposedly. I mean, there was actually a uh, peanut strip where Charlie Brown says, I put a surprise in your dog food today. I put a raw egg in it to make your coat shiny. And Snoopy's like, I think I'm going to be sick. <laughs> oh, he's so he's so overly, underly dogified. Yep. Um, and... Uh, <clears throat> I do like and when she skates over to Snoopy and Snoopy just, you know, warfles down the food somehow. I don't know how he does this. 
I guess that's just a camera cut where he empties the bowl and, you know, tosses it on Femme Charlie Brown's head and she gives that, you know, could you get a load of this shit look again? I really like this this thing she's doing, though, that, that look, because it's so adorable. It's adorable. <laughs> I love it. I yeah. am really taken with Femme Charlie Brown. <laughs> I I don't care what they say. Charlie Brown is not too old to transition. Yeah. <laughs> but um, now I'm not as I'm not as fond of this version of Linus though. Yeah, this is just this is just Linus. I mean, actually, yeah, it's a it's little. Just, well, yeah. He's kind of got weirdly frizzy hair, and I think that Linus's hair is supposed to be more messy than frizzy. Yeah, yeah, that's true. Um, and I think is this who's this, this other person is Lucy, I assume. Yes. Um, and you can tell it was uh, not yet the '80s because she's still wearing a dress. She hadn't transitioned to full-time sweatpants like she did in the '80s. Oh, Lucy's in sweatpants in the '80s. Yeah, look at the more recent comics, and you'll see the the girls wearing pants a lot more often. I did not know that. I guess I just stopped reading Peanuts uh, before that happened. Now I got to look up Lucy in sweatpants. <laughs> Uh, let's Lucy see. Lucy Van Pelt pants. <laughs> Lucy Van Pelt pants. We'll probably get a bunch of pants that have her on it that say, you know, crabby today. Or oh, something. yeah, she is wearing sweatpants. Okay. Huh. Wow. That's, that's different. I... Let's see. Yeah. All right. Let's see. We have a Lucy statue, some actual pants with Lucy on them. Lucy wearing pants. The pants again. Someone's bizarre a redraw of Lucy as like a Popeye character with, you know, creepily exposed legs. <laughs> yes, I'm seeing that yes. as well in my Google search. <laughs> yes, uh, Lucy, Lucy wearing pants, uh, a, what looks like a cell, the, the tie-dye Lucy pants again. Lucy in a dress, Lucy in a dress, Lucy in a dress, Lucy inflated. Okay, so Lucy, Lucy's... One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve. Lucy's Google number is twelve. Is that so, what, is that what they say before you find um, inflation art of a character? Yeah, or or just any like really obviously fetish art where you couldn't, where the you can't even pretend it's otherwise. It is. Um, well, yeah, it is deviant. It's on deviant art. What a shock! Yep. What a shock. Okay, so that's Lucy Van Pelt. Her her number is twelve. Uh, yeah. Well, Lucy Van Pelt pants. Let's try the just straight up Lucy Van Pelt. And uh, okay, that that's a bit longer. Oh no, no, here we go. Here's you know one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve, thirteen, fourteen, fifteen, sixteen, seventeen, eighteen. Number nineteen has uh, her, you know, forcing forcing Charlie Brown to smell Violet's feet. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Uh, well, I just looked at Peppermint Patty, and Peppermint Patty's number is, um, in the mid-twenties, uh, because of some art by the exact same artist who drew, uh, Lucy Inflated, so apparently this yep. is an artist who loves Inflated Peanuts characters, and her Google number would be comparable to Lucy's, except that I got a whole bunch of pictures of York Peppermint Patties. Yeah, but that's spelled with an I-E. Oh, Yeah. Okay, so that might not do it. Uh, man. All right. Well, that's a fun game. Uh, yeah. <laughs> uh, what, what, I'm trying to figure out what this picture is where there's Patty with, like, 
gigantic hips. Yeah. Yeah. It's the title is Peppermint Patty with Huge Hips. Well five. Says what it is on the, the tin. <laughs> uh how about Oh, and here we have Muscle Girl Peppermint Patty. Oh, that's that's appropriate actually. Oh yeah, that that's that seems right. Uh here's anime peppermint patty. Um yeah. here's uh Ah, uh, that's my favorite my favorite is the one with her showing her pronouns. She sir. <laughs> that that's cute actually. <laughs> That is that is kind of cute. Um, all right, <clears throat> excuse me. Um, let's see. All right. So anyway, so, uh, back to um, our back to peanuts. Yeah, we have a skating session with a with Linus and Lucy fighting over the bu- the blanket, and then Snoopy shows up and grabs the blanket back and hands it back to Linus, and nothing is learned. Nothing has changed. Well. Uh, that's the way, that's the way it be. And then we have Charles Schultz himself appearing, sitting on the bench and we get, uh, happiness is a warm puppy or actually happiness is, is the name of the song. And it just has people skating by and offering things from the song to Charles Schultz. <laughs> oh, and... is that what's happening here? I was very confused. <laughs> I was so confused about what was going on here. And it's because, I mean, what are they? This whole thing is like a medley of songs from the Charlie various Charlie Brown movies and musicals. We have the boy named Charlie Brown song and and then we have the Linus and Lucy uh, uh, instrumental. And now we have Happiness Is from from uh, You're a Good Man, Charlie Brown, which is what uh Schultz says to the girl dressed as Charlie Brown, she says, he says, you're a good man, Charlie Brown. It's like, wait a, way to misgender her. Jeez. Yeah. Jeez. Jeez. Uh, but I do like her expression at, at, when she reaction. It's very cute. She's like, eh, well, <laughs> um, and, and then we find out that like, uh, Snoopy has, he does ice skating in one of those peanuts things. I think it's, yeah. We saw th- we watched this movie. He did, he was ice skating in uh, in New York at Rockefeller Center. Now yeah. I know what it's called because I've been there. Oh, it's um, right. It's right near FAO Schwartz. Oh, that makes sense. Um, well, it turns out this was rotoscoped from an actual uh, ice skating guy who I guess yep. is one of the instructors at uh, Schultz's uh, ice skating rink. Yes. And, well, he is quite good, so I certainly would like to have him as my instructor. Yeah. And he does a spectacular backflip. Yes. And you can compare it to how Snoopy does it. And, I mean, uh, it's a lot better seeing the actual guy do it, because Snoopy is a cartoon character. So, you know, it's not really that impressive. You know. And then we get the baseball commercial again. Yeah, yeah, boy. You know, there are shots of this guy where... People are going to be looking at him like, oh, God, how, I can't not fuck him. I mean, he's a, uh, yeah. Um, he looks like an extra hot version of Ernest. Yeah. Look, uh, if you haven't seen him, he's a guy. He's he's um, he's like a kind of a, a he's kind of a Gomer Pyle looking guy. Yeah, he is. Um, he's dressed in baseball uniform because I guess the, a guy who's his dad is his coach or something. Look, this guy is, someone is that who's, Yogi Berra. No, couldn't be, could it? They could have uh, no, actually I... gotten Yogi Berra to 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 do a ColecoVision commercial. Um, Let's see. I, I jeez, it might be. It looks oh just like him. Wow. Okay. Never mind then. Um, 
I guess uh, they paid him the big bucks. Um, this other guy, I assume, is just some random actor. Look, it, it, he is some guy that if you met him, you would 100% give him the nickname Stretch. That's what this guy is. <laughs> Actually, he looks like Stretch from uh, Rock and Roll now that I look at him. So He does, a little bit. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, they, Man, he can just open his eyes so wide it feels like a threat display. Yeah. Well, so we get that, and then it's back to more God, ice skating. One commercial per commercial break? What What fan... This really is Snoopy's fantasy. I mean, honestly, considering... I feels like It feels like a punishment, because they're like, oh, you thought you were going to get a break from ice skating? Nope. One commercial, that's all you get. Now it's back to more ice skating. So, more ice skating. And more ice skating with a gazebo. And this one is actually kind of interesting to me because it was while watching this that I realized that uh, that synchronized skating is significantly more interesting because, wow, they have really they've really got it down. And it must take incredible amount of work to be able to do that together in, you know, make the same moves at the same time for, through the whole thing. And here we get eight people in sync. It's crazy. It's like, it feels like, like, like a zombie movie where they all lift their heads as one and turn to look at you and go, ah, <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's, it's impressive. It's still just, you know, it's still just skating though. Yeah. So yeah. So good. For Honestly. Yeah. Some of this, I think it, some of this would work better with like the song from, uh, the Great Muppet Caper, the one where they're all on bicycles. Mm, mm. I mean, I like seeing Muppets on bikes. That's impressive. Yeah. Um, yeah, somebody somebody was dancing to Pachelbel's Canon earlier. I was like, oh, hey, it's the song that became the cornerstone of all alternative music. <laughs> <clears throat> yeah. Although, since this is all Snoopy's fantasy, I guess it's Pachelbel's non-canon. Wah, wah, wah. Well, I guess this is where Charles Schultz actually comes out and he skates around a little too. Yeah, he yeah he's he skates with uh, his daughter uh, stabilizing him. Well, I'm glad that they found something to do together. You know, so. some people some people in the uh, comments are uh, suggesting that he's the one singing too. So oh, um, hmm, is he? I don't know. I don't think it is. No. Yeah. I don't think he's that much of a singer. I think he's, you know, a little too gravelly to be the singer here. Yeah. But I, finally, after this, we get his daughter, and I would expect that she would, well, maybe she didn't want to do anything to Peanuts because she didn't want to be too closely associated with her dad's work. So instead, she skates to three hymns? Yeah, Snoopy's favorite hymns. I didn't know Snoopy had a favorite hymn. I mean, it makes sense. It makes sense. Is Snoopy a Christian? Is Snoopy baptized? Well, we know that Is some Snoopy of the, circumcised. We know that uh, some of the other characters, you know, uh, are at least Linus yeah. is. I think, and we know how Charles Schultz feels about religion. So it kind of, yeah. I'm like, all right, I'll give you this one, even though Snoopy. I, I will say this: Snoopy does not strike me as someone who lives his life according to Christian principles. You know, no. Um, so for one thing, he's a glutton. Yes. He's he's very For disrespectful another, to his parents. Yes. Uh-huh. Yeah, he is he's full of pride and envy because he always wants to be somebody else. Yep. And well, 
But then again, I mean, this is just the uh, the seven deadly sins. Uh, you know, you know, I, I don't think Christians are supposed to be free of them. I think they're just forgiven. Well, yeah, but you would think he would attempt to would make some attempt to live uh, without indulging them constantly, yes. you know, live uh, a more biblical life. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's like, look, um yeah. I guess he's a premillennial dispensationalist. You're like, you know, we have scripture so we can ignore scripture. There you go. Oh, fucking Snoopy. Uh, see, this is why <laughs> this is why for Garfield. <laughs> um, and so she she dances to the uh, the poem. poem you now, I'm, I'm just so unfamiliar with the word hymn. I don't think I knew how to pronounce it until recently. Mm. And you know, she dances to the hymn about going to the garden and meeting a guy named Andy. Like and, the, yeah, in the garden of in the Eden. Yeah, yeah, and Andy walks with me. Andy talks with me. So, oh, Andy, and she, you came <laughs> and you gave without taking. <laughs> but I sent you Ben Gay. Uh, so <laughs> you came and, and you brought me a turkey on my day <laughs> away from worky. Anyway, um, hymns. This, this, I really like the background of this. It's like, ex- it looks like church windows exploding. Yeah, you know they they put some, they put some effort into this. Um, yeah, it it feels like I'm about to receive a shrine gift in Zelda or something. <laughs> uh, well, uh, and that is. That's it, isn't it? That's the end of this. Not quite. Now we have a commercial for a movie starring. Uh, uh, oh, Willie Nelson. Guy? Willie Nelson. Yeah, yeah. What the hell? I. You know that is. I gotta say, one of the weirdest things about watching old TV is seeing old movie ads because. Yeah, for movies you've never heard of. You there know, are so many movies that have just completely passed into obscurity. And it's weird because I know that, like, of course, they make tons of movies and a lot of them just don't catch on and they just disappear. But it's very weird to see that, especially when it stars people that are like, you know, big names like Willie Nelson. Yeah. He's like a guy. How how can, yeah. how can his movie you know be? him? Yeah. Um, but, yeah, it's, it's just very weird seeing that. Uh, and I don't... Uh, what was this tumbleweed rose or something? This movie, I, a honeysuckle rose, honeysuckle yeah. rose. Yeah. Um, tumbleweed rose is a better name. <laughs> I mean, yeah, uh, I guess this is just a movie about a guy who he's a, he's a singer and he's on the open road. It's like, it feels like it's just the Willie Nelson story. Yeah. I, yeah. They, it's actually a Willie Nelson, uh, reality show that they just set to music. Has Willie Nelson ever acted? This was his debut, but I don't remember ever seeing him yeah. act in anything. I don't know. I mean, you know, I've seen him make appearances on things. I know he was on uh, King of the Hill. But... Yeah. All right. Um, well, let me see. I know he was in Aqua Team Hunger Force. Oh, wow. <laughs> that uh, sounds like him. <laughs> let's see. Uh, well, let me look up Willie Nelson. Uh, was he in... Oh, geez. Was he's... he in Dogma? No, that's George Carlin. Okay. Um, Willie Nelson is still around. He's 90 years old. Yeah. He's um, preserved. Wow. And well, a layer of reason. <laughs> you know what? Something to be said for clean living, by which I mean <laughs> uh, smoking a lot of weed, because it seems like it worked out well for him. Um, yep. Let's see. Is there. Uh, he and uh, 
he and Keith Richards will bury us all. <laughs> For real. Okay, I'm trying to scroll through his, uh, let's see his filmography. Where is his filmography? Willie Nelson filmography. Because I'm I'm sure there must be a Willie Nelson filmography. For, oh, further information. Willie Nelson filmography. Oh, wow, actually. All right, so he's been in a few things. He's um, He was in uh, The Electric Horseman, then Honeysuckle Rose. Uh, Thief, Barbarossa, Coming Out of the Ice, Songwriter, Redheaded Stranger, The Last Days of Frank and Jesse James, Stagecoast, Miami Vice, Saturday Night Live, Spot a Texas Train, Where the Hell's That Gold? <laughs> Pair of Bases. <laughs> that sounds interesting. <laughs> yeah, I would like to see Where the Hell's That Gold. Um, King of the Hill. Oh, he was in Wag the Dog. Yep. He was in Wag the Dog. Wow. Yeah. That's, that's something I've heard of. He was, he was in, in the Country Bears as himself. Oh, gone Fishing. Uh, he was in Half Baked. Well, there's a shock. Um, yeah. So he's he, oh he was Uncle Duke in the Dukes of Hazard. I forgot. Uh, oh, dude, he was in a commercial for Omega Mart. Oh Damn. shit! Wow. Okay. Um, he's been busy. Wow. Um, so he was in a commercial for Omega Mart when he was 90 years old. Wow. <laughs> have Have you seen that commercial? No, I didn't see that one. I wonder what he. I, wa- I wonder. Well, he was eighty-eight, but yeah. Uh, I wonder how they pitched that to him. I was just like, well, this is a this is a uh, place where weird things happen. Say no more. I mean, I feel like Willie Nelson would be pretty down for it, you know. Yeah. Well, anyway, uh, maybe we should watch Honeysuckle Rose. See how he did did in his uh, <laughs> yeah. Oscar-nominated performance. Um, Oh, wait, no, not Oscar nominated. Academy Award for Best Original Song. Oh, okay. Oh, well. was, you know, was it his song, a song he wrote? Uh, let's see, On the Road Again? That sounds like a Willie Nelson song. Yes, it is. Oh, he wrote On the Road? Oh, that was him? Yeah. I had no idea. Yep. Oh, shit. Uh, yeah, before the Muppets did it, it was Willie Nelson. Wow. Anyway, um... So I guess so. I guess Honeysuckle Rose isn't as forgotten as we thought. I guess once not. again, the audience has listened to us slowly and painfully work out something they probably already knew. Well, you know, it's um that that's why people like this show. They can feel superior to us. They can be like, yeah. look at these two idiots who don't know anything. Who are doing an entire podcast about something they know nothing about. Literally, the easiest <laughs> thing in the world is like we're just we're gonna watch a show and tell you about it, but we can't, we don't and. We don't know anything about it. We're the whole time we're like, is that Yogi Berra? I don't know. Maybe. <laughs> Maybe. Yeah. It's like, I don't know. Anyway, uh, so we so uh, uh, peanuts on ice. What do you peanuts think? Peanuts on ice. Yes. Uh, well, one of those things did not need to be here. Did it need uh, either the peanuts characters didn't need to be here, or the ice did not need to be here? Yeah. Um. The the very brief snippet we get of the Peanuts characters actually doing stuff, um, I thought was actually the highlight of the show. And I'm really yeah. disappointed they didn't just do a Peanuts show because I feel like that, that could have been very entertaining. Um, I don't care about Snoopy. I don't want to see him dance around or anything. I want to see more of uh, Lady Charlie Brown and, um, you know, I, I think she's very talented mime. I'm going to look her up and see yeah. what other mime stuff she's done. I feel like, you know, if it had been the entire Peanuts cast, then some of the Snoopy stuff would have worked better because he could have had Snoopy on his on his doghouse 
you know, being the World War One flying ace and, you know, zooming around the, the track. That would be cool. Yeah. But, yeah. You know, kind of. Also, I was afraid it was going to be the same Snoopy musical that we watched uh, with uh, with Mike from Advent Calendar House. And I was like, oh, no, is this the same thing over again? But that would have been better. <laughs> yeah. Um, this was just, I mean, it's it's hard to really get a handle on what they were trying to go for here. It, it, yeah. It's, Calling it a musical alone seems like a huge stretch. Yeah. It's, you know. It's, I mean, and I'm not even a fan of musicals. And I was just like, this is no musical. Yeah, it's not really. It's just. Koopa, you're a lousy leader. <laughs> Um, I was looking at the uh, the credits and hoping to get to catch the name of uh, the Charlie Brown girl, but I don't know. Doesn't say. Well, I guess we'll mm. never know. We'll just have to. We'll just have to look them up with the. Uh, oh, oh, the uh, featuring Peg. I think that was. Uh, I think that was Peggy Fleming. That so. was Peggy Fleming. Well, well, you know what? I agree with. Um, with Charlie Bra- with a uh, Snoopy, she's the best. Yep. <laughs> so that that's why So that's why Snoopy is always so disappointed when Charlie Brown comes to bring him his food because he keeps hoping it's going to be Peggy Fleming. I mean, wouldn't you? <laughs> yes. <sighs> I would like Peggy Fleming to eat, to feed me. I mean, you know. I would like her to put two eggs in it to make my coat shiny. <laughs> Apparently, in a storyline that began in 1969, Snoopy is again shown skating outdoors, boasting that he does so to meet girls and claiming that he used to skate with Peggy Fleming. <laughs> so apparently, it is canonical from the strip that uh, Snoopy does actually think Peggy Fleming is the best. So once again, uh, it turns out us making fun of that was totally wrong. And yeah, yeah, well. And here's and here's a strip where Lucy is telling him, "You think you're so great? I bet you never really skated with Peggy Fleming. I bet it was all in your imagination. I bet you never skated with Sonia Heine either." <laughs> and Snoopy's standing still on the ice, going, "I saw Bobby Hull on TV once." <laughs> well, you, you really got to know your way around skaters to get any of these jokes. My God, I mean, I thought those golf jokes that they usually put into the funnies were self-indulgent. Yeah, I was like, you know, uh, Ch- Charles Schultz may never have put any, done many golf jokes. Well, I guess he did the one where uh, where Peppermint Patty and Marcy were being caddies, but he never actually did anything with. No, wait, no, no, he did do a thing with golfing. He did that three part story really early on where Lucy was winning a golf tournament, and then she had to run away because she was supposed to be taking a nap. <laughs> I don't even remember that one. Ah, uh, that's uh. That was a pretty experimental thing from the 50s. Hmm. Well. Uh, and here's one where Snoopy is putting on a poppet show on ice. And Charlie Brown goes, reminds you of Peggy Fleming and Richard Dwyer, doesn't it? Sure. <laughs> yeah. Wow. He really likes Peggy Fleming. He really likes Peggy Fleming. Yeah. I mean, no wonder he got Peggy Fleming to be Charlie Brown. I mean, you know, hey, uh, uh, more power to him. He look, knew it would be hot. <laughs> look, I guess what I, if I was given the opportunity to do a, an ice show adapting my um, comic strip into uh, an ice show, 
um, I'd probably be like, okay, let me let me think of the hottest woman in the world and get her to come and play portray my character. You know, makes oh, sense. God, who would you get? Who would you? Who is the hottest woman in the world that you would get to portray? Oh shit! Uh, oh, Ch- Charlie. Um, I would get Peggy Fleming. <laughs> no, get Peggy Fleming. Yeah. <laughs> um. Yeah. I, I guess now I think out of the fact that like that that their animal characters would make it a lot more difficult. I guess. Yeah, you'd have to put them in uh, costumes. Oh, or you could have all the human characters dressed in human costumes. Yeah, or I guess you could just have them wear hats, you know, like, or do the thing yeah, like cats. Yeah. It'd be like cats. Yeah, give her wearing... a little axolotl hat. Yeah. yeah. They're just wearing, like, spandex outfits like cats that kind of look vaguely animal-esque. So I think yeah. I think if I had to get someone for Charlie, I would get, uh, let me think, who is a very attractive woman? Um, um, I would get uh, that woman who started the ca- the trend for bigger and healthier California women in the swimsuit illustrated. <laughs> I guess. I don't know. I don't know who's attractive. Who's attractive yeah. nowadays? Are there are there any attractive know. people anymore? Um, I don't know. I can't name anyone who's attractive that I wasn't attracted to when I was fourteen. Yeah. So yeah. Uh, okay. So for the uh, so for the Panic High School uh, musical, I'm going to get Bjork to play Trent. Oh. Oh. Yeah. You know. Uh, Bjork is certainly uh, has a look. Yeah. Um, <laughs> <clears throat> Um, and she's also Danish. That's, uh, Icelandic. Oh, yeah. okay. Well, that's Scandinavian. So, yep. Um, I'll have her bring you a hot dog there. Yes. I would like to have it with, um, uh, with met Alice, as they say. Um, yes. all right. So I think, um, I guess we have exhausted Snoopy's <laughs> musical ice extravaganza. Yeah. But, you know, I'm sure there are other mediums that you could have a musical on. You know, when's he going to have the Snoopy underwater ballet? <laughs> um, just wait. The Snoopy zero gravity dance featuring OK Go. Well, we're going to see what kind of media did the um, uh, did the Mormons enjoy the most, because we'll get some of that. Uh do Mormons like media? I, I don't know anything about them, honestly. Um, I'm sure they're allowed to watch like David and Goliath or something, you know, David <laughs> and Goliath. I mean, there's probably something. I don't... Oh, no, I know. What the... Oh, I know what we're going to get. We are going to get the Peanuts adaptation. Like we saw the Peanuts adaptation of the Pied Piper. We're going to get the Peanuts yeah. adaptation of Saturday's Warrior. Oh, I thought it was going to be the Saturday, the Peanuts adaptation of the Book of Mormon. Oh, that's even. <laughs> that would be interesting as well, though. Uh, yes, uh, with with um, yeah. Snoopy. Okay, playing guys, the we're part... doing the the Peanuts Peanuts adaptation of the Book of Mormon, and Franklin flips through his part. Wait a minute! <laughs> Snoopy will play the part of the salamander. <laughs> For that, it's his soul. Uh, that's. Yeah, I I don't know. I mean, there are some peanuts things coming up that I'm actually really enthusiastic about. Oh, that, yeah the uh, the 
the animator that I've uh, that I'm acquainted with, uh, Ray Percy, he's directing two upcoming Peanut specials that don't focus on Charlie Brown or Snoopy. Huh. There's going to be one about Marcy and one about Franklin. Interesting. That is yeah. To- okay, interesting. That is a totally new take. So um, yeah, I will be curious to see what happens there and um, whether Peppermint Party- Patty is going to get him arrested from that hockey rink. <laughs> I don't think she. I that doesn't that just doesn't seem like Peppermint Patty. It's like I feel like if anything that she would probably challenge him to hockey and win. I mean that is much more Patty esque. Um, well, <clears throat> uh, I guess something to look forward to. Hopefully, we'll maybe we'll get to do it on this show when it happens. Yeah, there's you know that's the thing. Peanut. Well, there will always be more peanuts for us to look at, and because they keep making more, so yes. you know this. You know, Peanuts just has Peanuts just has so much to offer, and so much of it is bad, but some, <laughs> but some of it is good too. So we we gotta, so we're doing that for you, our loyal listeners, who, you know, you trust us to look at Peanuts stuff and tell you whether it's worth watching or whether it's not. Or just get distracted and start yelling Gronk Flig back and forth forever. <laughs> well, you'll hear plenty more of that, I think, when you see our new commercial. Ah, here's a here's a preview. Gronk. Flig. Gronk. Flig. Gronk. Flig. 